Building a business ain't easy. It takes hard work, dedication, and strength. This is Success Failed with Philip Long. Must know tips for executives going through the trials and tribulations of growing their own business. Now, here's your host, Philip Long. Welcome to another episode of Success Failed with Philip Long. Got an exciting show. First, we have Dr. Sam Grabber up. She's a community curator and author, a food enthusiast. She also hosts a podcast, and she's a retired chiropractor. Look really forward to speaking with her. And for our Breach of the Month, we're seeing some very new and interesting ways that the bad actors, one uh, in particular called Lapsus, is uh, working in order to exploit data from from uh, companies. And for my thought of the month, I'm going to talk about how goal setting might not be really what we need to be focusing on. So get ready. Here we go. Cyber attack analysis. Let's break it down. All right. So for our breach of the month, I want to talk about a recent breach that a a bad actor group called Lapsus has performed against Microsoft. And this comes with not a lot of information at current, but uh, they are, have sent a screenshot showing that they have breached Microsoft. And on March 22nd, Microsoft issued a statement confirming that the attacks have occurred. In it, they asserted that no customer data has been compromised per Microsoft's description of what a compromise is and that only a single account was hijacked and the company's security team was able to stop the attack before lapses could infiltrate any deeper into the organization. What's very interesting about this particular group, and if you wanted to look them up, they are L-A-P-S-U-S dollar sign. And what's interesting is that their main way of uh, exploiting uh companies is through what we call social engineering, where you would actually, our insider threat, where you would basically access uh, an employee of a company and pay them in order to gain access into that company. This is something really new. It's really scary. But here's a couple statements that they've made. We're not looking for data. We're looking for the employee to provide us a VPN or Citrix into the network or some any desk access. You will be paid if you would like. Contact us to discuss that. So they're basically channeling out information saying, look, if you want to uh, have, you know, let us hack your business or your employer, um, all you have to do is reach out and we'll even pay you for that. And a couple other statements they've made is ultimately that lapses motives are financial and that they are in no way uh, looking for anything that is political. Uh, so this is going to be something that is a new threat on the horizon. And oftentimes, whenever one company is uh, or one bad actor group, I call them a company, but one bad actor group is um, is successful in a particular area, we'll see a lot of other bad actor groups jump on board. So this is something we want to uh, keep in mind that that is happening where companies are being exploited by their own employees. And that's something that is very, very, very difficult to stop a breach whenever it's what's called an insider threat. So keep that on your radar, guys. Stay safe out there. Interview an expert. Now, let me introduce you 
All right. Well, welcome to another episode of Success Failed with Philip Long. I have Dr. Sam Graber with me, aka Dr. Sam. Welcome to the program. Thank you, Philip. Happy to be here. Well, good. Well, I'm very excited to have you, and I want to really learn more about you know who you are and how you got to where you are. I don't I don't interview many doctors, so uh, you'll be <laughs> probably well well maybe not, but one of the few doctors for sure. Awesome. Uh, Thank you. But understand, like, just, uh, you know, kind of getting to know you and looking that you're a community curator and author, a food enthusiast, podcast host, and a retired chiropractor. Yes. So that's quite a mix, huh? <laughs> that's quite a mix. Yeah. So tell me about um, just really where you, where you kind of got your start at. Sure. Uh, well, as far as business goes, I was really ill prepared to become a business owner. You know, I was very well trained to become a chiropractor, but that whole business thing, not so much. <laughs> so yeah. part of, you know, being a doc and being in the more independent field, you really have to be prepared for running an entire business ecosystem behind the front um, you know, what the front of the house is, so to speak, what your clients and your, your patients see. Um, so part of my evolution was at first, I, after graduation, I went and I just rented a room at a local doc's office and kind of learned some of the basics about not only the business side, but just patient interaction. And then over the years, I had multiple practices um, in Arizona, as well as here in, uh, excuse me, I didn't practice in Florida, I practiced in Alabama. But for those who don't aren't familiar, right between Alabama and Florida, I mean, a lot of us do business back and forth in the panhandle. So yeah, so that was kind of where, um, where I got my start around here. But over the years, I, um, I just had to really do some introspection as to what I loved about practice, being in, in the uh, you know, business of being in practice, but interacting with clients, patients, all of those things. Um, so the, it's kind of a roundabout way to say, you know, some of this evolution was based on just getting really clear on what I wanted from my life and what I wanted to you know, be um, contributing to the community. Yeah, for sure. That, and, uh, you know, I see that so often because what I do, I interface with so many different types of businesses and different mm -hmm. uh, business owners, as well as uh, different tenure. You know, some folks have sure. been in uh, business a week and some been in business 20, 30 years. So it's mm -hmm. a big, uh, there's a big range of, of really understanding. But I think that in the medical profession, especially, um, it seems as though a lot of focus is put on uh, the patient care and not a lot about on the business side of things, for sure, Correct. From, from my just anecdotal experience. Yes. And then, you know, in, in the field of chiropractic and in the more holistic side of our uh, medical fields, you're usually out on your own. Like they, we don't have big group practices like in the traditional medical or the osteopathy kind of practice where they can collectively get together and sort of run the business, you know, as a group. Chiropractors focus more on an individual basis, uh, maybe one or two docs together, but more often than not, it's a solopreneur venture. So you're wearing all the hats at all times trying to juggle multiple, um, you know, multiple needs in a given basis, day-to-day -day basis. And over a 30-year career, 
boy, have I juggled a bunch of different things. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> now, Multiple. from to overcome those challenges, you know, you, you spoke about how you got more in tune with what you were looking mm-hmm. to do. Did, how did you specifically do that? Was it, uh, are you like a meditator or, you know, what's the, any kind of tools or methods that sure. you use? Yeah, sure. Happy to, to share what I've done. Um, you know, over the years, I did tap into more of that meditative side and um, being more mindful of how to how to take my own pulse, so to speak, not just so much at my wrist, but just, you know, what what feels right in, in what I'm doing when I'm working with a client? Um, what type of um, help do I like providing? Is it nutrition? Is it movement? Is it helping them, uh, you know, look at their medications and and know what questions to ask whoever's prescribing them? Is it the education side? Is it more the hands-on work? And I realized overall, I loved teaching people about their body and how to best work work with its systems to get the results they wanted, like being able to sleep well, you know, having effortless fat loss and, you know, the energy that you need throughout the day. I loved all that stuff. And I, I enjoyed the hands-on immensely, but then I kind of like the background of business just changed and evolved so much over the last, you know, 10 years or so that about 2015 or so, I really started to have to think, okay, how do I know, how do I know what makes me happy? And it was a lot of, you know, life, life coach like things where just finding out what are my core values? What matters to me? What do I get lit up about? And what is like literally just weighing me down? Mm -hmm. And so part of that is, is the, the work I do today with my clients is just helping them get really tuned into what works for them and what does not work for them. Got you. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, I, um, I know that you spoke at the 2022 Powerful Women uh, mm-hmm. Woman Conference. What was your, uh, what was the topic on? What did you speak on? Yeah, now that one, the fun part I got to do there was talking about hormones and how hormones can help or hinder you in business. And now that was, you know, primarily for a female audience, but it's the same for men, you know, just a slight different uh, chemical cocktail, so to speak, or hormonal cocktail. But I got to talk about how insulin and cortisol, which are hormones that men and women share. um, And so I got to talk about how those interact and how you can help your body and your brain fire on all cylinders versus being constantly weighed down and, and working against yourself by what you're eating or how you're resting or how you're moving your body. So that was a really fun one to get to uh, kind of play with. That's a new topic that I'm working through. Cool. That's is, that's very interesting. Yeah. And um, so when did you retire from being a chiropractor and what does your day-to-day look like now? What do you, uh, you know, what are you keeping busy doing? Yeah. Uh, so 2016 was when I, I closed my practice, uh, the physical in-person practice, and I had switched over to, I had a fitness center for a little while, and then I positioned more on an online coach basis. Um, so now my day-to-day is a lot of time on LinkedIn networking and connecting with people that are ideal clients, but then also people who could be conduits through which I find these clients or, you know, in the, in the booze, they call it like a power partner or a referral source 
So I spend a lot of my time just cultivating those relationships, cultivating a community of not only like-minded people, but people that are on a like mission, I like to call it, where we're, we're trying to forward humanity by helping heal each one of us individually so that collectively we are more whole and more healed. And that's where I focus a lot of my time now. Gotcha. And of course, yeah. your, your website is unraveling together. Yes. And uh, explain that uh, topic. Uh, that, oh, uh, I would love that to. Name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, oh, it was about 2018 where I, I was just kind of in this evolution myself. So between 2015, 2016 through 2018, there was just a lot going on. You know, hitting a midlife life stage. Um, currently, I'm 50, so you know, late 40s. I started asking myself again more of these questions, like, what it, what am I here for? You know, why, why am I, why am I on this earth? Like, what? And I don't like the word purpose necessarily, but it's that's the common terminology. It's like, what's my purpose? Why am I doing what I'm doing? Not only in business, but what does my life stand for? Um, so I, I was really searching and a, a woman that I resonate with immensely, and, and your listeners may know this name, um, she is Brene Brown. And she talks a lot about vulnerability, emotions, um, shame, things like where we all share these different characteristics and qualities and um, emotions, but they're just the things that we don't talk about. Yeah, suppress. Right? Or- yeah, yes. keep them, yeah, that's not something you're going to have a cup of coffee and say, let me just tell you all the things that have, I felt shame about from my yes, life. <laughs> right, right. And, sure. and it's amazing, though, we, we, we all share these experiences, you know, but they're, they're, they look differently. Um, but it's one of those unspokens, um, you know, just to take shame and vulner- vulnerability themselves. And we have them in business as well. We have failures that we personalize and think, oh, I am a failure because of X, Y, Z. Whereas, you know, we don't have enough men- mentorship or wraparound mentorship, as I call it in my community, where it's like just taking each other into our, our collective atmosphere of caring and truly wanting to see the best for each person, no matter what they qualify as their best life. And it's really just showing up and um, being open to supporting others. And it's amazing how much of a reciprocal kind of experience that is when, when we're giving and, and loving on other people, that filters over into our own experience. So when I, when I read a lot of Brene's work, she had written something in May of 2018 that just changed everything from my perspective. And she called it the midlife unraveling. Uh-huh. So instead of, right. So instead of like that midlife crisis, you know, I just wrote about this the other day on my blog and just, you know, playing with it. Like there's the guy with, you know, the gold chain and he's got the, the red Corvette and he's got some, you know, young blonde in the seat next to him, that stereotypical midlife crisis mm-hmm. as a you woman, think more men, you, when you right. think midlife crisis, yes. you think more men. Yeah. Yes. And, and, and we, we have this stereotypical vision, but for women, we, there's, there's nothing tangible or, or visible. We, we never talk about this stuff. And as women, a lot of our worth, quote unquote, in society or our value in society is in relation to other people. Yes, We're yes. not yet, right? So we're really not taught like how to have a relationship with yourself. 
And so the, the midlife unraveling, as Brene talks about, and as I kind of have built upon, it's all about proactively looking back at your past and dealing with the stuff that needs to be dealt with, because if we don't, it is going to catch up with us. And at times it can be a cataclysmic physical, emotional, or mental um, event that can take us out. Like there's, yeah. there's a lot of stuff there that whew, a lot of stuff to unpack. Um, things so, that I, I think right, uh, with you saying those things were, you know, just the, you know, like if you want better answers, you ask better questions. And a lot of times we, yes. Even in our career, what we're doing or when we're dealing with clients, we're real good at possibly asking questions, but maybe we're missing asking the question of ourself. You know, yes. what are you feeling? What are you thinking? What's your thoughts on that? Why? And then why do you feel that way? You know, and again, right. that question of why, 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 you know, four right. whys, five whys yes. after <laughs> each answer. Right. Yes. Yeah. And then just having a, like a, a sacred space in which you can talk with people about those things that really matter, you know, in, in, in business often, as you know, we're, we're trying to cultivate more business or, you know, receive new business. So you don't really talk about these vulnerable moments. You don't, you know, share what your weaknesses are in business as much. Um, you know, we always look at our strengths and that's what we market and that's how we advertise. But a lot of what steers us in life as, as human beings is those things that when, when looked at one way, we see them as a negative yet when we can kind of flip it, almost like a flip the narrative and help people really dive into those things that light them up by knowing what, what takes, what extinguishes you, you know, what takes from your fire. Um, so yeah. the unraveling is really all about examining self-examination, um, knowing and you nailed it with the questions, like knowing what questions to ask of yourself and then how to kind of tap in with your own inner nature and listen. We yeah. got to quiet quiet the, you know, the atmosphere a little bit to really listen. And we don't do that. We're constantly distracted. Noise, yeah, noise, yeah. noise, right? What's, what's your thoughts on Jordan Peterson? I like Jordan Peterson. I think yeah. he has some really great interest. He asks awesome questions, mm -hmm. really great introspections. Yeah. I just got through listening to his uh, 12 rules for life or whatever. Yeah. And uh -huh. One of the rules is, uh, I think it's the second or third one, basically, yeah, be nice to yourself or whatever. And it kind of touches on yes. what you're talking about is get to, you know, know your strengths, know your weaknesses, set yourself up for success yes. by understanding that. And uh, I thought that was um, was pretty good. To me, he is one of the few people I've never heard a guy, very few men, I, you know, mm -hmm. a few uh, that are so well at having such a cogent uh argument i mean he is so complete he's amazing yeah yeah wow yeah. he is so um i mean i'm just fascinated by him honestly because i don't understand how he can how he can hold all that data and, and get it out concisely <laughs> right. I, you know, well i think for him he found you know as they talk about that genius zone he found that intersection of what really lights him up and how he can can be more of that for humanity you know, he's not, he doesn't live just for him. He lives for something larger and, you know, whatever that is for somebody, that's another thing we need to tap into. And I, I think in this midlife stage, I, you know, I primarily work with, with women in, in midlife at this point. And um, I help 
them really evolve into who they really want to be. And I, I do it all by teaching them how to do it. You know, it's not like come to Dr. Sam and she'll tell you all these, you know, yeah, great yeah. In, insights. Now, you know, it all, you just got to kind of uncover it. And that's a lot of what Dr. Peterson works through too. I love it. And you're more, I think you class yourself as more of a life coach now. Is that? Yeah, is that you correct? could definitely, yeah, it's, it's more life and, and kind of wellness like that. I call myself a holistic transformation coach. Um, because it is all about bringing it full circle, body, mind, and whatever spirit means to somebody. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. I know that you're a member of the, the uh, million, um, what is it called? Yeah, one million pups. Tell mm-hmm. me about that. What's your oh, role with that? Bet. Yeah, so um, in Pensacola, which is where I live now, Pensacola, we have a chapter of the national um franchise, well, I guess not franchise, it's a nonprofit, but it's um, by the Kauffman Foundation, it's called One Million Cups. The premise behind that is to cultivate and enrich the experiences for entrepreneurs from startup through, you know, people who've been doing this as long as we can remember. And the, the premise is to help people become better at presenting their business concept um, having that place where you can go where it's like, man, I'm, I'm just, there's something missing. I, and, you know, you can't see the forest from the trees or read the label of your own jar. You, you need others to kind of give you those insights. Uh, so we meet once a month here in Pensacola, but the, the entire nation meets um, every Wednesday. So we have the first Wednesday of each month we meet. Then the rest of the the nation, if they have um, more of a weekly concept, we meet on Wednesday mornings to get together. And the name comes from the idea that it takes about 1 million cups of coffee uh, for entrepreneurs to really connect together. And it's, it's just this idea of community and collaboration. And so our group, um, I'm blessed to be one of the organizers at this point and I get to help coach people on sharing what their what their ideas are that's really interesting yeah. um, to kind of wrap things up with you what sure. is the next three years five years what's it look like for you what's uh, oh, some challenges that you're going to be facing you feel like with uh, you know with say the economy or you know as you look out into the future what's your thoughts Sure. I love that. Thank you for the opportunity to share it. Um, Currently, I have a community online and it is being built to help be that that container for people to stretch themselves and go out into the world and kind of, you know, see what's working, come back to the drawing board, so to speak, and get not only accountability, but just um, just kind of a collective wisdom. Um, and then from there, we I have a membership site that is uh, coming together, and that is all focused on helping women break down some of these issues they're having health-wise, emotion-wise, mental-wise, um, place for them to get answers, number one, to understand their bodies and their brains, understand what emotions are, understand what the driving factors for our emotions, um, very trauma-informed. I think it's important. We all have collective trauma. And as we talked about earlier, each one of us has something that has shifted our lives. Uh, So it's a place to do some more self-examination. 
Uh, early next year, I'll be opening a mastermind, which will be focused on helping uh, women and, and men work on themselves because as business owners and as leaders in business, our most important asset is ourself, our own bodies, our own health, um, our own brains. I mean, goodness, the uh, amount of dementia coming into our, our society is, is off the charts and so much of dementia specific types, so much of that can be prevented altogether by the way people eat, the way they process stress, um, getting more sleep. So I help people come up with their own plans to do all of those things so they can be better in their own lives. And then after that is probably world domination. I'm not exactly sure when that's going to happen. <laughs> I have to like to tease people like, Hey, if I could just get a little, get, get that audience of people to be like, Hey, let's, you know, let's start working together better. Um, so anyway, uh, no politics, don't ever plan on going there, but I, I do want to help people understand themselves better and what's at work behind the scenes so that they can show up out in front of their own lives as that best version of themselves, body, mind, and ultimately spirit. If someone wanted to connect with you, what would be the best ways if you want to give a little bit of, um, you know, I know you've got a website, got a podcast, you've got, you know, what would be the best way if they wanted to reach out and have a conversation, say it's a you know listener uh, that sure. wants to you know, contact you, what would be the best way? I would say the best way and the one that, that you'll reach me the easiest is through LinkedIn. So I'm, I'm very um, involved in the LinkedIn communities. You can find me at Dr. Sam Graber and that's G-R-A-B as in boy, E-R. I'm the only one on, on LinkedIn. Um, and then from there, you'll see all the other resources, my website, um, you can follow me there. You can direct message me. And if you just say, hey, I heard you when you were chatting with Philip, then I'll know kind of the context of, um, you know, what you're calling about. And I would, I would love to um, have anyone reach out. Happy to. Well, I just want to say thank you so much for joining us today. And it's very yes. interesting, uh, all the things you're doing. And, um, you know, it seems as though you've, uh, you know, you're doing well at, at uh, you know, overcoming your challenges and uh, mm -hmm. appreciate the, you know, some of the insights. And I know some of the listeners will probably reach out because of uh, all the things that you were talking about are issues or real issues. And yeah. they are, uh, you know, sleep, you know, you can help people sleep better and, you know, mm -hmm. better and all that. I mean, again, their lives would be better. And it's the concept that, you know, about, you, know, you have to take the oxygen and put it on your face before yes. you start helping others and business owners we work ourselves to a frazzle and then you know we die early and you know yes. we're really accomplished right right and and i i enjoy helping people you know come to those realizations and it's a, a very much a non-judgment place like i've been one of those people that folks rely on and they just say you know i, I can tell you anything and you never judge me and i so appreciate that and that, that's how I roll. I'm not here to judge anyone. I'm here to help you. Well, again, thank you so much. And we'll be in touch soon. I love it. Thank you, Philip. Appreciate your time today. All right, Dr. Sam. Thanks. All right. Bye, y'all. Take care. It's time to go inside Philip's head. Thoughts of the month. For my thought of the month, I want to talk about goal setting and how 
goal setting improperly used could actually be a deterrent or at least a start and stop process in the overall uh, area or direction or journey that you're wanting to go. Let me explain. I've recently been listening to a book called Atomic Habits. And in this book, of course, he's talking about setting habits that will ultimately lead into the, the goals that you want. Well, a lot of times people focus on goals, and that's a good thing, right? But if you focus on just the goal, what could happen is you could actually reach it. And then what? Well, then you've got to set another goal. And uh, oftentimes there's a start and stop, and it's difficult to, to kind of break everything down in that way and to, you know, reevaluate, set another goal, set another goal, set another goal. And, you know, my takeaway from this book is more about building out systems and processes that are repeated. And that's a lot of what he talks about. And um, so that you're ultimately improving or ever improving um, in areas and therefore the goals will come. And really there's another level of that is after a long period of time, whenever you are hitting those um those marks as far as being able to continually churn out the different things that you want to do from a process perspective. Whenever you make processes and procedures, ultimately habits, um, that actually changes the person that you are. And I'll give you one example that I thought was interesting that he used in the book about even people's response as to where they are on their journey. And this has to do with smoking. And he asked the question to you know people that like, uh, hey, you want a cigarette? And uh, a smoker would might say, uh, no thanks, I'm trying to quit. And then another one, you ask, hey, you want a cigarette? And he might say, uh, no thanks, um, I'm no longer a smoker. And <clears throat> what you'll find is the person that has stated that he's no longer a smoker is really much further along than the person who says, no, I'm trying to quit. They haven't convinced themselves yet that they're not a smoker. So I think this is really interesting. And as we move, you know, into setting goals, maybe we want to think about the processes and the procedures that it takes in order to continually achieve goals or uh, continually improve in that area. And then even think about how we relate that to as a person. Does that align with who we are, what we believe? You know, are those goals really in alignment with who we are? And then that makes it where we become the person we ultimately want to be. I think it's kind of cliche, you know, be the best version of you. That just, it kind of rubs me the wrong way personally, but ultimately there's something to be said in that, in that, you know, we have identified with who we want to be and how we want to act and all those type areas at our core. And from that comes the processes and procedures that will end in great goals, but not just goals that are temporary and we hit a goal and then we got to reevaluate things, but ultimately that goals will perpetuate the journey in the overall direction that we're wanting to go. Hope you guys enjoyed this. If you have questions or comments, please let me know. I'd love to talk more about it. Go out and make it happen. You've been listening to Success Failed with Philip Long. Check out askbis.com. Brought to you by BIS. <laughs>